Before we begin, I wanted to give a shout out to the sponsor of today's show, Lift Nation. You may or may not know this about me, but an essential part of my morning routine is to get my workout in. So every morning I roll out my mat and spend a good hour mindfully moving to my favorite online fitness class. And if there's one thing I've learned over the years of doing this daily is that if I want to get the most out of that hour, emotionally and physically, I need to be focused and I need to feel good while doing it. Of course, a lot of it boils down to my mood and mindset that day, but there are external factors that can really make it or break it. For example, the music I listen to or silly things like the quality of the internet connection that day uh, or the mat I use, the shoes and of course the clothes I wear. And this is where my obsession with leggings and workout clothes in general comes in. They need to be super comfortable no matter what position I get in. They need to make me feel beautiful no matter how I feel that day. And if they can actually look good too, it's a big bonus. This is why I love Lift Nation. It's a company that was born in the UK in the spring of 2019. Um, all their leggings are made on demand in order to avoid excess saw stock and pollution. Uh, they're hand printed and sewn in Europe or North America. They also have an extensive collection of t-shirts, sweatshirts, dresses, cool shorts and jogging pants that are all PETA approved, Oecotec standard 100 certified, fairware certified, and they use organic cotton and recycled polyester. The designs are curated with vibrant colors, patterns, elements of nature, people, and everything in between. They just put me in a really good mood and they feel so good when you wear them. Each piece can also be made to order, which is awesome if you're picky like I am and have something specific in mind. And for a limited time, there's a 15% discount for Well Mama listeners. Just use the code WELLMAMA15 when you make a purchase. So that's all caps. W-E-L-L-M-A-M-A-1-5. Well, Mama 15. So if you or someone you know's routine includes a daily dose of fitness, or if you just want to shop responsibly for cool, sporty, casual wear, go check out liftnation.com. That's lift-nation.com and get a 15% discount off awesome workout clothes and leisure clothes. Now, let's get started with the episode. Welcome to the Well Mama podcast. This is Ariana. I wanted to just say a few words about today's episode with Naomi McCann. Naomi is a holistic esthetician and a life coach. And the topic we're discussing today is about how she helps people navigate through divorce, separation, or just even tough relationship transitions. And the reason I wanted to have her on the show is because I felt that a lot of people this year have been going through tough times in their relationships. And I've seen a lot of uncoupling going on around me. It could be the 2020 factor, but I think it's also just because I'm in my 40s and it's an age, you know, late 30s and 40s where separations tend to occur. I've seen how hard, scary and painful it is to overcome the challenges uh, that are inherent to these situations. So... Naomi and I have been following each other for a while, and I knew this was one of her areas of expertise, so I thought it would be helpful to get her insight. She is really enlightening because she helps people shift their mindset to a really positive place where they can see this as a new chapter to their life and as a, as a world of opportunity that awaits. 
And so they, they can move forward with renewed energy. And she does it brilliantly through coaching, energetic work, teaching people about self-care and so much more. You'll get a better sense of this in the interview. I do hope it's helpful if you or someone you know is going through a difficult time in the relationship. So please do share the link with anyone you think might be interested. On that note, let's get to the chat with Naomi. Naomi, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Well, it's my pleasure. Um, I've been following you, as you know, for a while on social media, um, and I'm really excited to have you here. Um, so for our listeners, uh, Naomi McCann is a holistic esthetician. She's also a life coach who focuses on helping people navigate through relationship transitions like separation, divorce, or simply difficult phases in a couple's life. Um, and if you go on her Instagram account, you'll see that she's an absolute ray of light. Um, there's just this really grounding and, and super positive energy about her that I think is part of the reason why she does what she does and she does it so well. Thank you. Uh, so, so, but it's true. It's, it really is. Um, so Naomi, can you tell us a little bit about your journey? Like, how did you um, go about like becoming a life coach? Like, how did, how did you uh, get into this work? Uh, well, uh, thank you for that beautiful introduction, Ariana. I appreciate that. And I have always been interested in beauty and wellness and healing. I've done Reiki for decades, which is a Japanese healing art of energy healing. And I used to work in fashion and um, always been love, you know, things that look beautiful. So that kind of brought me into aesthetics. And then I went through a divorce myself. So I was married for 25 years. I have three children and um, I wound up getting divorced and I had to start over with everything. I had to um, build up my career. I actually wasn't an esthetician yet. That's something I did right at the end of our marriage. So I was starting out in the work world. I was single parenting three children. I was running a house on my own. And um, I just had to learn how to do it all. And it's a really huge, um, it's a huge undertaking and it's, it was a huge reinvention for me. I really reinvented and transformed my whole life into something completely different and into really the life of my dreams, which is why I love, love helping other women transform their lives and come up with what their vision is for their lives. And, uh, but it's, it's interesting how you, like, when did you do all the energy kind of the Reiki and everything? Was that before the divorce? Like, were you already in, in that field of, of wellness? Yeah. I mean, I was always, I was always, uh, you know, a yogi. I always did a lot of yoga. Um, <clears throat> I was always into health, you know, healthful eating and detox and cleansing. And I did Reiki. I had, I had become a second level I had done my first level Reiki back when my oldest was only, you know, maybe four years old. And then I did my second level Reiki and became an advanced practitioner. So it was kind of something that I was able to do while still being a stay at home mom because I was homeschooling my children and we live in Woodstock in upstate New York. So I was, um, you know, part of a whole community up here that was uh, homeschooling. And so I wasn't um, really working outside the home, although I did do some freelance fashion work for, for Fashion Week, where I would go away and do that work. But mostly I was kind of doing my own health and wellness stuff just kind of with, within our family context. 
Okay. And, and so how did you go, like, how did you go from being esthetician and doing all the energy work and then you go through the divorce and did you, did you take a certification to become a life coach? Like what made you go and take the life coach route? Right. Yeah. That's a great question. So I was an esthetician and I started incorporating Reiki into my treatments as an esthetician and people really really loved it. So while a client was masking, I would do Reiki on them and start to incorporate it. And it really um, shifted my practice and shifted my treatments into something that was really different than the conventional form of aesthetics, um, which is more focused just on how you look. And it really resonated more with my own approach to beauty and wellness. Um, and then I was actually having an issue with my hands. My hands were I was doing a lot of facial massage and a couple of my fingers were painful and um, I just started praying, you know, and I'm a big proponent of asking the universe for guidance. Mm. It's something that I definitely support my clients in, in, you know, discovering what their next steps are because we all really have our own answers. We just sometimes need another, a, a guide. That's what I really do is support and guide women in, and, and some men as well into um, their next steps and their unfolding. So I started praying, you know, how, what, am, what should I do? I, you know, these, my fingers are hurting, but I love this work. And, um, and I just kept getting this message about coaching and talking. And then, and then within one day, I had three clients say to me, wow, you're, you're like my life coach. You know, you're just, you're like my coach. And, oh my and goodness. It was really, I mean, talk about like a very direct message. And so I went home and I was working at a spa. Now I have my own practice, but I was working at a spa at the time. And I went home and I started researching uh, life coaching certifications. And there was one that was based, uh, kind of yogic based. So it was kind of based in the yoga philosophy, which was, is very much how I live my life. And, and um, you know, it's, it was very resonant for me to do, to do it in that sort of context. And so... I got certified and, um, and I incorporate that certification, but also I've been on the spiritual path really for, you know, decades. So it's very much a conglomeration of all the different work that I've done over the years. Yeah. So it's a, it basically, it was a natural evolution, I guess, you know, it just feels like it, 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 it was, you were meant to do this. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's really, I feel very lucky, you know, I feel very fortunate and blessed to be, feel so connected to my work and feel that I am expressing and contributing in the way I'm supposed to do this lifetime. So it's, it's just been really fun. And, and since COVID, which is really has been so tough, it's actually allowed me to work online and work with people who are even in my local area. And so that's been really amazing as well. It's been one of the benefits if you can find a silver lining in all of this. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And it's funny because when I first, I mean, I've, like I said, I've been following you for years. And at first, I remember seeing you were an esthetician. And then, and then, but the way you, you present yourself and the way you are is that you're very, it's not like an esthetician, like, oh, just beauty. It's like self care and nourishment and, and, and pleasure. And it's like, I don't know. There's something like there's such a good energy around it. And I can understand why, you know, a woman that's going through relationship issues and divorce and whatever, like, that's probably, you know, it's good that you have that, 
that that you're coming from that place of of self care and and um, and like the that that energetic background I think um, must really serve them you know when they when they work with you. Yeah, it's been a really nice uh, incorporation because um, you know for me to get through what I had to get through going through my own life transition. Um, I really had to rely on something greater than myself, you know, and I think that that's when, when you can tap into whatever you believe in, whether it's God or source or the universe or your higher self, whatever you want to call it, the more and more that I can live from that place and I can support my clients in living from that place, the happier they are, the more joyful, the more relaxed, the more peaceful, and they're able to navigate their their obstacles in their lives in a different way. Um, I'm not sure if that answers the question. Yeah, I don't no, remember. no, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah. but it, so in your experience, what, what are the most common problems um, and, and feelings people struggle with when, when they're experiencing difficulty in their relationships or separations? Yeah, yeah. So it's very common um, for there to be a sense of overwhelm. They don't really know how to move forward. They don't know what steps to take. They're um, also generally, if you've been in a relationship that's been a stress, you know, a stressful thing in your life, you feel really disconnected from yourself because you've been coping, trying to, sometimes it's like white knuckle it through this relationship. And when you finally get to a place of ending it or leaving it, or sometimes, you know, it's a, it's a, um, a shock. Some people are, you know, surprised like the other person leaves. Um, there's still, there's still a sense of disconnect from themselves. It's kind of how they cope with the, the pain of it. And so, um, that's a common, you know, that's a common theme. Often the self-esteem has been taken a bit of a beating and, um, there's of course the sadness and grief of losing this relationship. Even if, even if you're the one that initiates it, there's still a sense of loss and, um, you know, they, they um, most pretty much everyone is kind of like, they don't know where to start. They don't know how to get back to themselves. And that's what I, that's what I really am about is, is supporting people and reconnecting with themselves, you know? Absolutely. But, moving, and so moving what, the stuck, sorry, okay. moving the stuck parts, you know, to create space. Mm, yeah. And, and when do people come and see you? Like when do, do they come mostly after? Because I guess when you're, let's say, I don't know, your husband leaves you or something, I guess you get so you're probably in shock or whatever. And then it takes time before you even realize that you may need help. So like when do people come and see you? Is it during or is it when they're having problems or is it after when they've got to pick up the pieces and, and, and you know, um, move on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really varied, you know, um, often people come when they're still in relationships and they have, um, they have an issue, they have some issues in the relationship and they're not sure how to navigate them and, and we work together and they don't even, the, the relationship doesn't wind up ending, you know, it just winds up transforming. Um, mm. Sometimes people come when they're going through it, they're maybe recently separated and they really don't know how to um, you know, navigate that life with the ex-partner that, you know, they still have to be in relationship because there are kids involved, you know, but they're not sure how to, you know, how to do that. 
sometimes they come, you know, years later and they've been through it and they just realize that they're not really healed from it. They're still holding on to things, you know, feelings, emotions they haven't let go and they want, they know that they could be freer and they're ready to do the work to get them there. Yeah. Cause I would imagine like the, the people I know who've been separated or divorced, I mean, they, it takes sometimes years to heal and some are still not healed. You know, it's, it's um, whether they left or, or were left. Yeah. Yeah. There's just, you know, there's the doing this and there's the navigating of um, that, that world of, you know, there's sort of the concrete world and then there's the esoteric world, the inner world. And um, I really work a lot with that inner world because when that, when that inner part of us and our soul is at peace and we are feeling connected, then we really can navigate the outer world. So that's, while I do do some strategic work with people, um, most of it is with what you said, the emotions and the grief and all of that, because when that gets moved, then they feel equipped to deal with everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Because there, like, there's a lot, like when you, when you think of, I don't know, again, it's the, 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 the situations I've seen, um, things like resentment, bitterness, anger, you know, all these feelings, they come up for people oftentimes. And mm-hmm. um, how do you, like, what tools do you have to help them navigate these feelings and overcome them rather than be consumed by them? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I always hop on a call first and get to know the person a little bit. That's a complimentary um, like a 30 minute, um, usually a zoom call. And then I can get a sense of whether I can help them and also where, where they're at. So, you know, people who come to work with me, people I accept in the program and the people that we resonate with each other, they're ready to do the work. Their intention is to heal. Their intention is to move forward. And honestly, 95% of anything is really where your intention is. Mm. So, you know, when people are in that place, then it's a matter of, a combination of, you know, strategies, like I have certain mindset techniques and journaling and different things that I give people to do at home in between our sessions. And I've just done this for so long, um, this kind of spiritual work that I, I have a very refined listening. So I can listen to someone talking. And usually there's like, there's just little things that, that I pick up on that we need to go deeper on those things. And somebody else might listen and just be like, well, sounds like normal to me but I have a very strong intuition and I have a strong channel as well so I I kind of you know I'm using all of that and bringing all of that to the session yeah yeah and what about things like when somebody comes and they're in full crisis mode you know and everything is going wrong and they're seeing everything you know in a in a negative way because they're going through a really you know tough time mm-hmm. um how do you deal with, with that, you know, or if somebody's like in a victim kind of mode, you know, uh, where, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not getting, you know, he, he doesn't want to pay whatever for the kids or, you know, I, I don't have a house. I don't have a job. I don't, like everything is, is missing. How do you get them out of that? Because it's, it's a, such a tough place to be. And it's so easy to kind of drown yourself in this, in this victim mode when you're going through such a a tough, a uh, tough period. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that, you know, there are true victims. I mean, there are victims of, 
you know, certain types of marriages or relationships that are abusive and things like that. So when someone's, when someone's coming from that type of victim, you know, that's not really my, um, my specialty in terms of, you know, if someone is, uh, you know, in a abuse, domestic violence or something like that. So those are, those are like the true victims that uh, I would pass on to someone who's skilled in that specific type of um, trauma. But, you know, in terms of what you said about like not having the job or the house or the, the ex isn't paying, I mean, the, all of those things can be true and they can be things that we deal with and the person might not be in a victim you know, um, victim mindset about it. The victim mindset would be more like, I can't do anything about it. This is happening to me. I have no agency over it. And life is just kind of washing over me and, and I can't change it. And, you know, someone who's really in that place often doesn't usually reach out for support because, um, you know, people who are reaching out for support, at least if they're resonating with my work and, and the copy that they would be reading on my social media or my website, I think that they would tend to be uh, someone who's, who's ready to climb out of that place. They might not know how, and that's fine, but their mind is ready. You know, their intention is to move to a different place. So sometimes I just listen to them vent for a while, and we have to make space. You have to get all of that out first, and then we can move into you know, how, what to change, what to do about it. Mm. So do you think? So do you mean to say that? that um, would I be putting words in your mouth if I if I said that people who are in the victim mode of like, oh, poor me, I don't have this, and this is going wrong, and I'm never going to get out of it. Da, da 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 da. Do you think people like that just don't? Something in them doesn't even want to get out of it, or or they're not ready. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a real mix. It depends. I mean, we all have, you know, nothing is 100-100. So, you know, we're not all 100% responsible or 100% victims. You know, we have little places where we, we may feel, you know, I feel like victimhood is kind of guilt or blame. You know, guilt is you're blaming yourself or blame is you're blaming somebody outside of you, you know. Mm. And, um, you know, there are like areas. So, you know, somebody might be totally... Um, you know, responsible, self-responsible in many areas of their life, but they have this one little place where they, they blame the X for why X, Y, and Z isn't happening in their, in their life, you know, or because they, he left, you know, they can't, you know, do this other thing, you know, maybe find a new partner or something. Um, so we work on the beliefs, you know, we work on where, where are those beliefs coming from? First of all, what are they? And, you know, they usually, those kinds of things are way deeper than the relationship. They're usually things that come from childhood or maybe even, you know, if you believe in reincarnation, that's something that soul came in with that had to work this lifetime on. And uh, so we have to go pretty deep on it. And um, there are a lot of different ways that we do that. Yeah. Because when it comes to like, you know, uncovering beliefs we have, um, I, I think of, let's say, money you know if you if you break up with somebody and there's children involved or you know if you um like you stopped working to raise your kids um you know money becomes an issue right like a, a practical issue uh, mm -hmm. upon divorce but then you know you if you you haven't been independent financially speaking it's uh it's really tough like you may have a hard time having a, an abundance mindset you know and and having like a um you know you need to deal with with 
with beliefs you may have about, oh, I can't do it. I've never worked. I didn't, you know, I've never had to like manage a household financially and be independent. And so do you help people with that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, most, most women are uh, underestimate their abilities in this way. Um, there's a tendency to, in, in a more traditional partnership, there's a tendency to pass off the money and the insurance and, and these kinds of details to the man. And then the man passes off a lot of the emotional child rearing and the nurturing to the women. It's not across the board because, you know, people are more interchangeable these days. There's a lot more um, shared, you yeah, know, people yeah. different, you know what I mean? But, but that, but that definitely happens. And most women, you know, they are way more competent and capable than they ever give themselves credit uh, for. And the abundance piece, that again is more of that inner work. You know, we have to go inward and then we go outward. So we would do the inner work and then we can just focus on the, um, you know, the external strategies of how to accomplish. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, would you have it like a structured program? Like when somebody comes and sees you and says, you know, I need help, I need support, guidance. Um, what's your program? Like, how does it, or does it depend on the person in the situation? Right, right. Well, I have a program. It's called the pleasure process. It's a three month program and it's either every week coaching or every other week depends on if people want to do it three months or six months. And that has to do with, you know, their schedule or what they feel they can commit to. And um, so within that program, every fourth session is some type of skin related education. Either they come to me for a treatment if they're able to come here or they we do it virtual, some kind of self-care facial massage or there are different techniques I teach like the gua sha, which is a Chinese medicine technique. And so we work with the skin and then we work with the mindset and it's definitely customized because it's, you know, everyone comes with their different issues or their different blocks. So we're going to really work with what each person brings to the session. But there are certain things that are common threads, like there's going to be certain, you know, journaling techniques or mindset practices I'm going to recommend. And, um, you know, people who are going through relationship transition tend to have similar challenges usually it has to do with like self-esteem boundaries is a big one and this this is actually true for many clients even ones who aren't going because I, I have many clients who aren't going through relationship transition they just want support in their lives they have something that's you know affecting their own freedom in terms of expressing themselves and so we work on that and boundaries can be a big one but so the, the okay so I have many questions about this. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the pleasure like uh, I I feel like a lot of what you do is based on on self-care and and pleasure and why do you put um so much focus on it? Mhm. Yeah, yeah. I think um you know it's an interesting concept pleasure because it can be it can be something a little bit ephemeral people don't feel like they're you know many people like they live for the weekend or they live for when they can go home from their jobs like they don't find pleasure in their day-to-day -day lives and that's that can make you feel very stuck because you're not really present you're not really living in the moment and the presence of what's happening you're living in your future and in the future is when you'll feel good so i really like to 
in addition to giving people practices that they can do, really work with shifting their mindset into pleasure. Because when we're in a pleasurable state, I mean, think about it. When you feel pleasure, you know, it doesn't have to be sexual pleasure, but sexual pleasure or other type of pleasure, you're, you feel open, you feel relaxed, you feel a sense of excitement. And in that place is when we can receive all the bounty and everything that's available to us in our lives. Like you know, new excitement, new adventures, um, even just the pleasure of the moment, whether it's playing with our kids or hanging with our kids or um, being by ourselves, taking a walk, being with our animals. So I feel like pleasure is very key because when we can allow it, allow ourselves to feel it and not block it, it really opens us up to life. And to and a lot of our, you know, issues, you could say, or problems start to kind of dissolve, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I guess because you, you are, I know that, you know, you do come from the, the you have an energy background. Um, is it also related to like, when you have pleasure, you vibrate higher, you know, you're at a higher frequency. And when you're at a higher frequency of, um, when you vibrate at a higher frequency, you will attract more things at that frequency. Is that also something that you believe in? Absolutely. You just said it way more eloquently than I was trying to a minute ago. <laughs> That's exactly it. You vibrate at a higher frequency, you're more expanded, you're more open, and then you can attract and manifest what you want. When you're in that fear or that, you know, scarcity mindset, poverty mindset, worry, and it's not to say that you, that we don't worry or that we don't feel that sometimes because nothing is a hundred, a hundred. It's, it's all part of life, but it's about the feeling like you can shift it. You know, really that's what it is. It's about guiding your mind and being able to shift it into the pleasure. And then everything is pleasure. Even the things that maybe aren't your preference, you learn to accept that and find pleasure in the moment. And then you are expanded and can receive and manifest. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess one of the things, right, when something is going wrong in life or you're stressed or you're going through a breakup or whatever, um, either some people will just numb out uh, and kind of work their way through it and lead a stressful life. Or some people will say, okay, well, I'm just going to go on a holiday or I'm going to go have a dinner with some friends or something like that. But it doesn't mean that they're going to be able to experience pleasure. You know, it's just going to be kind of a, uh, or I'll have a, a glass of wine or something, or it'll be something that'll kind of distract them, but, but they, but they won't truly sense the, 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 the pleasure in it. Do you, does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the fundamental things, I'm glad you, you brought this to this place because you're, you're helping me to remember to really say that one of the fundamental things of the program of me working with women is they need to be comfortable being alone. And that's very hard for many women, particularly if you've been raising a family and you, you know, have been with a spouse a long time. Um, this idea of an extended time alone, being not with a partner, can be very, very scary for a lot of people. Mm. And um, going into this, the pleasure of being able to take care of themselves, being able to find places to nurture themselves and to, you know, like, you know, I had clients who, let's say, their, you know, their kids were going to the exes for Thanksgiving and they were really... Um, you know, nervous about that and mm. upset about it. They felt a lot of grief about it. You know, we have to go into the grief, of course, but really it's an opportunity to 
give to yourself and to tune into yourself. And for many of us who have been married and raising children, there hasn't been a lot of space. We haven't made a lot of space for ourselves. So that's a big growth learning curve for many people is really being comfortable and uh, being, you know, autonomous about taking care of themselves and finding pleasure for themselves. Yeah. Like to connect, to connect to yourself. So what's the role of things like, um, well, first of all, I wanted to talk, that was another question I had with regards to the skin treatments. Why, why, why the skin? Why is it, what's the role of the skin in, in this pleasure? Well, I mean, I think for, for people, you know, men and women, we've been doing kind of body enhancements for, you know, thousands of years. I mean, ancient Egypt, I mean, we've always wanted to look our best and feel beautiful and it's a real self-esteem boost. Um, it's also health, you know, the skin is the largest organ and it's our, our primary uh, interface with the outside world. So feeling healthy and feeling empowered in the way we look in our skin is, you know, a really key part to just feeling good in our lives and moving through our lives in a sense of empowerment. I came to the skin because I am kind of a bit of a science geek and I loved, you know, the idea of the different layers of the skin and the purpose of the skin. And I do a lot of work with the lymph system with manual lymphatic mm. drainage, which is also in the skin. So um, for me, it just, it kind of brought everything together. It, it was like all these paths met together in this way that I could do my work, if, if you understand what I mean. So I guess you must, when you see people, like I'm so not connected with my skin, I, I must have an issue. <laughs> I guess when you see people, you must, can you tell like, oh, they're, I don't know, their energy is blocked or stuff like that or... Well, I don't, I'm not there judging people. <laughs> I'm not looking no, no, at No, 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 but you can like yeah. diagnose, you know, or I don't know um, if diagnose is the word, but you know what I mean? Like identify, well, you know, points. Certainly if someone is laying on my treatment bed and I'm looking at their face, I can definitely see if there's puffiness or blockages or inflammation. Um, if we're talking in a coaching session, it's going to be more than I'm tuning into their words and their, because I coach online. Sure. So I'm going to be tuning into their energy and their words and kind of, you know, seeing where I'm guided in that way. So, um, but yeah, for the skin, definitely, I can see when there are things that need healing. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, uh, and so do you teach them to take care of their own skin? Like do you like their own massages as well when they're at yes. home or yeah. Okay. Yes, definitely. Part of my, part of the program is you receive tools, you receive certain facial tools that are either Ayurvedic or traditional Chinese medicine. And I show in one of our sessions, we'll work with how to use them and how to you know, support your lymph drainage, your, your skin's lymph drainage, and you know, create that radiance and glow. And it feels really good too. It's, it feels like just a wonderful giving to yourself. And I you know, include some products. And so it's kind of, um, it's another aspect of the self-care is to be able to do, whether people do it regularly or not, it's just a wonderful thing to know how to do so that if you feel you need a little boost like that, you can and what do you think about the role of, of, you know, exercise, nutrition, mindfulness? Is that something you coach on as well? Or how does that, you know, fit yeah. in? Well, definitely, because as a holistic esthetician, even if I'm just working with someone on an aesthetics level, I'm, I'm, we're talking about their diet, their water intake, hydration, um, you know, movement, certainly all of that. And then, you know, when we move it into the coaching, we just expand on it even more. But 
all of those mindfulness practices are going to help. I mean, we want to take care of this body temple because this is where we're inhabiting this lifetime. And so we want it to be the healthiest and the best it can be and not necessarily get in the way of what we're trying to accomplish. You know, if we can't, if we're obese and we can't move, you know, that's a problem. You know, we can't, if we're sick because we're not, you know, we're not taking care of ourselves and we're sick, we don't have energy. That's a problem because then we're not able to really express what we're meant to express. Cause I'm really about supporting people in, in feeling expressed, you know, feeling pleasure and feeling like they can express themselves, whatever they're meant to do this lifetime, whether it's work or be a parent or both, or, you know, help them discover that. Yeah, I guess you want to help them get ready to, you know, tackle the things they have to tackle uh, in everyday life better if they're connected yes. with themselves. Yes, that's that's certainly it. And then, you know, most of the time there's vision work as well. So it's the day to day, but then it's also the vision and building on what their vision is. And for some people, they're they're very into the kind of the day to day is so stressful that they don't really have the space yet yet to even think about their vision so that's what's so fulfilling for me is when they feel they can tackle those day-to-day -day things it creates space to kind of like oh let me look let me like really think about like what do i want what do i want my life to look like you know like anything is possible there's so many possibilities and we just it's if we can dream it we can make it happen yeah but you need to dream it and then you need to like feel it Right, like yeah, to yeah. feel it happening, uh, and like yeah. like it's possible for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so in your in, in your experience, um, when looking at couples who who are separated or or who divorce, um, and and they stay friends and co-parent successfully, and you know, like those couples who are doing the divorce and the you know uh the, the the separation and they're doing like everybody's happy what are they doing right mm -hmm. yeah because not yes. all couples is a nightmare you know like when i mean i've seen people separate and both of them end up happy the kids are okay with it like it just feels balanced and you know life has just evolved um so what do these people like what, what do these people do right um it's a funny i had a, a family therapist say to me right when i was separating from my husband it wasn't it wasn't someone that i was seeing at the time but she said you know it's not divorce that messes with kids it's the dynamic between the adults and so it's really important that the dynamic between the adults be positive for the kids never talk about the other spouse to the kids you know even if they're complaining it's okay if the mm. kids complain to you you could just listen and let them download it but you never want to like collude with them or say anything negative about the the ex because that really creates a toxic environment for the kids and for you to even try and be you know in a in a in a positive relationship with your ex so uh that's one thing is really always doing what's best for the kids and setting your own you know complaints aside also to have boundaries you know I, I see a lot of people struggle with this when they split they they kind of still want to be man and wife but they're just not living together anymore like they want the, yeah. the ex to come and do repairs on the house or whatever and it's like you really need to create a clean boundaries so that you can have you know really a functional relationship a functional co-parenting post-divorce relationship so there's the letting go of the grief like we talked about before processing through that and yeah then because the then there's this yeah there's this for sure codependency that can that can go on for a while i guess right 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there can be, you know, there can be two extremes. There can be the extreme where they can barely be in the room together and they can't go to fam, you know, to school events or children's, you know, different milestones together because they can barely stand to be around each other. Or it can flip and be so extreme that they're, it's like they're still in a primary relationship, but they're just not married or living together. So, um, you know, it's important to model sort of a healthy, mature, emotionally mature adult, you know, relationship to the kids and just for your own well-being as well. Because how are you going to move forward and have it, you know, if you want to have another partner, how are you going to have another healthy relationship, adult relationship, if you're still kind of, you know, you haven't let go of your ex? Yeah, like I read somewhere, I read a stat not long ago that said that, you know, more than 50% of um, second marriages end up in divorce or like a mm -hmm. high number of them, mm -hmm. because yeah. I guess people never, you know, um, maybe what it's, I guess you need to work on yourself as well. Right. Totally. It's, that doesn't surprise me at all because if you don't do the inner work, that was what was, you know, getting in the way of having a good relationship the first time, you're just going to re-choose somebody who's probably not the right person for you, or you're just going to create the same issues. It's like, you know, it's like when you have these multiple relationships and they end, you know, what's the constant in those relationships? You mm. are the constant. So if you're not doing the work to unpack that and move forward, then you're just going to keep recreating it. And I guess I think that's what I, I like so much about your approach is that you, it's not really about um, healing up from the relationship kind of trauma, although that's part of it. I think it's more about getting to the the root of of you know your your uh, you know unhappiness or or whatever, and 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 doing it for yourself you know, and, and actually I think somebody who, who goes through a program with you, you, you change, right? Len, you change for the better, you get more connected with yourself. And I, and I guess going through a, a program like that or going through kind of a, um, not just healing, but also just reconnecting to who you really are, um, going through that process helps you then kind of move on better, uh, into your life, you know, and, and, and it, cause when I, when I we were talking about this the other day and I remember thinking, gosh, Naomi almost, almost makes it sound like when you get divorced, you know, or, or separated or you get out of a, a bad relationship, it's like this huge opportunity. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you made it sound so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really is. I mean, it can be, it can be really for many people, the beginning of their lives because I, I know for me, like my ex is, is, a, is, you know, he's a wonderful person. He's, um, he's a sweet man. He's a good person, but I chose so young that it was just not, he, we were not well matched and we really tried to make it work for as long as we could. Um, and then finally it just, as the kids got bigger, it just really, it wasn't, it wasn't working anymore. And he's, I think he's perfectly happy where he is at in his life. And I'm very happy where I am. I'm ecstatic where I am in my life. And um, so it's, it's, it is a huge opportunity. It's a huge opportunity to transform. And even if you are the one who's left, even if it's a, a complete shock, um, I believe, you know, psychically, spiritually, that there are always signs, there are always things that perhaps, you know, 
we didn't consciously pay attention to, voices that we didn't listen to. And that's part of, you know, even people who are coming from a victim place of saying, you know, this just happened to me and I couldn't control it. Um, you know, it really sucks and it's really hard and I really have a lot of compassion for them, but I best support them by going into a place of empowerment in all of these things as opportunities. Yeah, 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 completely, completely. And in fact, it's funny because I recently met somebody who went through a, a shock, you know, and mm -hmm. she wasn't expecting um, uh, her husband to leave her. Um, but, you know, a year in, she said, it's the best thing that could have ever happened to me uh, because it's, you know, it's pushed me to do a lot of things uh, that it was about time that I started doing, you know, mm -hmm. and it, and it all has a lot to do with, you know, reconnecting with yourself, like not numbing out on things, you know, just not doing the day to day and the routine and the, uh, getting used to like a mediocre kind of way of living, you know, right. which, which is what it, it had become because it was, you know, kind of a, routine and not a, like a, a positive routine right. relationship, right. I guess. <laughs> right. And, um, and so, but I don't think she would have gotten out of it by herself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is not a surprise to me. You know, there are, there are several times in my own life that were, the rug was pulled out from under me and I thought, Oh my God, how am I going to, how am I going to move forward on this? And they've all been blessings. They were all huge pivots for me in my life to shift something that brought me into a whole other world. Um, and they, they're like, they did me such favors, all of those, those three instances that I'm thinking of. And, um, you know, you talked about routine and, you know, it's very, when you're with somebody a long time, you know, like I've been with my new partner five plus years, you know, uh, it's, it's easy to, to get into a routine. And uh, the thing that I do teach in my work as well is that you can never fully know someone, even if you've been with someone for 30 years, you know, as human beings, we're so complex and we're always changing and we're always growing that, you know, you want to come to your partner every day with fresh eyes, like, who are you today? And, you know, what's, what's going on with you today? And, you know, it's really about bringing a mindfulness and a, a consciousness to your everyday relationship as well. And, mm. um, you know, and tending it like a garden. You know, I always say relationships, they, they don't take work. If they're taking work and it's feeling like work, then maybe there's something that has to be shifted there. But they definitely take energy. You know, you have to tend them like you would your garden and feed them and water them. And, and then they blossom and bloom into the most amazing, amazing connections, you know? Yeah, I guess it's about being mindful, you know? It's about... Uh, about experiencing the pleasure and then the, the the good and the bad and whatever but being mindful of it and mm -hmm. and shifting when you need to mm -hmm. yeah definitely and being present so what advice would you give to a person who is going through you know uh relationship issues who has doubts who's in a messy divorce or like you know or a separation like what what advice would you give them I uh, would say definitely pace yourself. Um, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And you need to take it day by day and step by step and not feel like you're going to get to the end result. You know, sometimes people want to get way ahead of themselves because it's a way to escape feeling all the feelings that come up. So you have to really let everything come up and take it slow. 
Um, also looking at it eventually, it can be really exciting as we just touched on and really re-energizing. It's a huge opportunity and um, it's a huge opportunity to transform your life and also get support. You know, you don't have to do it alone. Having a life coach or a therapist or somebody help you through it, it's, you know, it's, it's going to make everything go faster and it's going to make you get to a more peaceful place a lot more directly than um, all the bumps in the road if you're trying to navigate it yourself. Because, you know, if we could see everything ourselves, we would already be doing it. That's why it's really helpful to have a professional person be our support and our guide and help us see the places where we're blocked, you know? Yeah. And I guess also it's one of those things where when you're going through something like that, um, you feel like it's hard, it's hard to get objective support because, you know, uh, your friends are the ex's friends, you know, sometimes, or, you yeah. know, people who know you too well or who know too much of the story or whatever. So it's good to get outside guidance. Yeah, definitely. I mean, your friends are there to support you and make life easier for you. They're not really there to be pointing out your issues or places where they think you need to shift. I mean, that's not really so helpful to have a safe friendship, you know, yeah. if you're if you're nitpicking at each other. But yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and they and also they're not they're not necessarily you know a professional person who's trained to do that work. You know, they're just they're really good friends. So yeah. 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 Okay. Well, great. Listen, what, so what, uh, how do we get in touch with you? If somebody oh, okay. wants so, to do a program with you, get some, you know, some of your insight. What, uh, where do they go? So my Instagram is Naomi McCann health. It's N A O M I M C C A N N health H E L T H-E-A-L-T-H. -E <laughs> uh, that's my handle on Instagram and my name, Naomi McCann on Facebook. And then my website is Naomi A. McCann. So it's N-A-O-M-I-A-M-C-C-A-N-N.com. And they can get in touch with me through any of those ways. Okay, great. And you've got the, and you've got online programs as well, right? It's not like you don't, somebody can be in another country. Yep. The life coaching is all done online and um, the skin treatments are in person, but we do a lot online, even with the skin. So it's really fun and exciting with this new platform. So I'm, it's my pleasure. Reach out to me if you have any questions or just want to, you know, talk or uh, find out more. Okay, great. Well, I'm going to put all those things in the show notes so that everybody has your info. Thank you so much for taking the time and, and chatting with us. It was lovely to have you. Uh, thank you so much, Ariana. It's such a pleasure to be more connected. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Naomi. Have a great one. Okay, you too. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye.